Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this week's Sound Judgment, a debate show between songs. My name is Sam Tonning, and we have, of Harris course, Anderson. Harris, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Sam? I'm doing okay. You know, every day is a gift, Harris, and, uh, you know, today's days like today, I'm happy to be here. Why don't you tell everybody who's listening about the show? Well, uh, you're listening to Sound Judgment. Uh, this is uh, this idea was Sam's idea. I thought it was a great idea. It's about he's already giving me the dead eye, so which means I'm already. You, you, why don't you explain what it is, Sam? Because I'm already messing it up. Apparently. No. I'm sorry. I'm cranky. Yeah, you are. You didn't get your fucking Red Bull this morning. What? It's, we have an hour. That's why we have an hour. And I got the giggles now. Pepsi, the drink of cranks. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's. Sound Judgment. My name is Sam Tonning. My name is Harris Anderson. And we're here to talk about two songs which are randomly assigned to us. And we have to debate them and to find out ultimately what is the better song. Harris, why don't you tell everybody about the format of the show? Well, we have a guest judge every episode. Basically, Sam and I have to make our case against the other person, appeal to our guest judge as to why we think our song is better and the other song is inferior uh, in comparison, this is we're on a quest to figure out which song is better, song A or song B. Does that sound about right? Yeah, sure. There's a few rounds here. We have our introductory statements. We cross-examine each other. We get, uh, get questions from the judge, and then we close out and get final judgment. Why don't we meet our judge this week? We have the amazing Casey Novak. Casey, how are you? This has already been a lot of work. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm great. This is great. This feels like backstage at the Kino. Wait, no one knows what that is. <laughs> it's a really cool place for cool people. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never had brothers before, but I think it feels like this. Yeah, we're like kind of, I feel like Harris and I are like stepbrothers, but who like knew each other very young. So we grew up together, but we're not really the same. Mm-hmm. We don't share much in common aside from an utter distaste for different things entirely yeah so a, we so nothing really yeah we don't get along at all but there's no. a bunk bed for there's sure there's a bunk for sure that, but we for have sure. our own rooms but there's bunk beds in each one right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That's true. laughs> we just can't spend a night apart even though we want our space uh this is great kc you've been on a bunch of festivals seattle international comedy competition the Dot festival uh your website kcnovak.com you got it great uh, dates Great dates. Yeah. You keep them up to date. Good oh, comedy, good content. Oh, I'm not going to talk about your dating, dating life. I'll leave that to you. Like, great is more than a stretch. Uh, and then Twitter, yeah, at Funny Girl Blues. That's great. Well, Check thanks for out. being on here. Of course. Thanks uh, for having me. Why don't we... So you don't know what songs we're going to do today, which no, is part of the No, but I love music. Well, and even if you don't, the great thing is your judgment is based on whatever you want. So the two songs today, uh, I am taking the side of Eric Clapton's version of Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh, shit. Okay. And Harris? I'm doing uh, Your Body is a Wonderland. Oh, no! By John Mayer. <laughs> Fuck! All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a moment and listen to the tunes. I will not be unbiased. Well, those are the songs, which you're not going to be able to hear. Uh, yeah. Your Body is a Wonderland by John Mayer. Yes. It's argued by Harris. Yeah. I have some general remarks about it. Yeah. Just some general info yeah, for the public. Yeah, let's talk about the tunes for yeah. a second. But first, we should also announce, uh, acknowledge that Alexi Johnson is helping us out uh, Hi, today. How you doing? How are you? Great. Alexi has a hard job. She has to listen to two idiots bicker. And and so many other podcasts. Yes. Um, 
anyways, back to body is a wonderland. <laughs> Your body. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Your Body is a Wonderland was written and recorded by John Mayer for his debut album, Room for Squares. Uh, mm-hmm. It hit number 15 on the Billboard Mainstream Top 40 back in 2002. Billboard's review said the song was a perfect vehicle for Mayer's, quote, smooth, casual singing style and barroom instrumentation. The song was believed to be about Mayer's ex-girlfriend, Jennifer Love Hewitt, a rumor. Yeah, exactly. A rumor she has since denied, though. Uh, Sam recorded a version of this for one of his exes. No. Yeah, but he changed the title to Your Body is an Abandoned Munitions Factory. Oh, yeah, that does turn him on. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ! What? What? It's just some background. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, it's you a know, personal connection. I didn't. It wasn't an album release, right? Why don't you tell us about knocking on heaven's door, Sam? <laughs> That's it. Well, no, this is just our pre-talk about the show. Oh, about, about the song. Yeah, yeah. I was so, just like, okay. You know, just you know, knocking on heaven's door. Eric Clapton. He uh, recorded this in 1974. Uh, came across it. Obviously, listen to the Bob Dylan version, which came out in '73. Which I didn't know existed. Um, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But Clapton came off it because he was playing on a reggae version by Arthur Lewis. Reggae? Reggae. Reggae. Reg- well, Rogaine. Rogaine. <laughs> I need Rogaine some. Uh, yeah, he played guitar on the Arthur Lewis version, which was straight up reggae, and then two weeks later recorded his own version. Oh. Uh, yeah, and uh, that was released and managed to chart at number 39. Uh was not really a huge success, but I think is, you know, it's a great tune. Dylan's version was number five, and of course... So there are three iterations out? Yeah, three pop... Well, two popular one, one real popular one, and that's Eric Clapton's. Yeah. I mean, Bob Dylan sucks, so oh. that's okay. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Bob Dylan sucks. Yeah, hot take. Yeah, that's the song. It's pretty straight up. Lots of guitar. Mid-70s British sound, I think, is probably the easiest definition of that. So, but, yeah. KC, we've got to make a KC. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, see you later. We have to make a K. Who would you like to argue first for their song? Uh, let's get John Mayer out of the way. Let's get John Mayer out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do it. You can time if you want. Oh, we yeah. We're strict. We're not strict. Yeah. We're not strict. It's, uh, what is it? Five minutes? Yeah, let's do five minutes. Okay. Five minutes no, on the I am, clock. I'm a Capricorn rising, which means I enjoy timing things. <laughs> well, there you go. You're mm-hmm. in the right place. Thank you. That's why I'm here. All right. Why does everything start with C? Okay, clock. And are you ready? Um, let's do it. I won't be five minutes, but let's go. And begin. Okay. In the pantheon of silky smooth jams, John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland holds a special place of honor. This is no rough, vulgar piece of leering sexuality. This is a tender, playful pain to time spent with your sweetheart. Listen to that sprightly guitar skip through a tasty groove. John Mayer is no campfire strummer singing Wonderwall after too many old Milwaukee's. He is an audio artisan, crafting a feeling for you to enjoy. Compare this playing to Clapton's half-hearted swipes on heaven. It sounds like a cow swiping flies away from its huge cow ass. (laughs) So now John has made us comfortable in his bouncy bed of tasty chords. Here he comes with his dusky baritone. We've got the afternoon. You got this room for two. Damn, John. What you saying? This is perfect pop. 
tastefully executed and uplifting. It's about taking care of someone you care about. Compare this to the trudge through Dollsville that is Heaven's Door. Try to get busy to Clapton's song, you'll just end up napping. Don't get me wrong, I love the song itself. You Google cover versions of Knockin' on Heaven's Door, you see results for Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, Guns N' Roses, hell, even Avril Lavigne has done a credible rendition. Dylan's song is so well written and so poignant that almost anyone can deliver it. It would take someone special to screw it up. They would have to be an alcoholic ex-member of a bunch of bands that actually made good music. Enter Eric Clapton. <laughs> Eric Clapton's performance on this track is about as good as his babysitting abilities. <laughs> and as that poor tot hurtled towards the street, he probably thought, I hope Dad doesn't write an awful song about this. <laughs> Heaven's Door is about death, Casey. Ugh. There's enough death and misery in the world. Mayor isn't selling misery. He's selling a memory that almost everyone has. A blissful few hours spent in the company of someone intoxicating. Mm. Make love, not war, a wise person once said. John Mayer heeded that call. Thank goodness he did. I rest my case. Okay, Harris, that was great. Casey, how are you? I uh, can I comment? Uh, no, we're save, it's save the comments for. Uh, All right, later. then I'm just downloading and processing. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. All right, great. Okay, Schmuel, are you ready? Oh man, yes, I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. And begin. Eric Clapton's knocking on heaven's door. I mean, it took him to take the power and beauty of a Bob Dylan song and give it vocals that didn't want me to make me want to rip my fucking ears out. Bob Dylan's a piece of shit, but yes, he writes good songs. Eric Clapton made it even better. I mean, come on, his guitar kicks ass. That's all I got to say. I'm done. No. Oh. <laughs> the history of the song, Harris, you didn't really touch on it. It's a Bob Dylan tune. This is my song. I guess it makes sense why you didn't touch on it. Bob Dylan song written for the soundtrack to the Western Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid in 1973. And it hit number five on the U.S. adult contemporary charts. Now, you know me. I'm a big adult contemporary fan, and I think that means, you know, the bones of this song are enough for it to win. Then Clapton recorded a version uh, after playing on Arthur Lewis's. Now, we're going to get into a little fun here. Arthur Lewis... Uh, This was his biggest song, but his claim to fame was actually introducing Mike Oldfield to some record record executives. And Harris, uh, you should be familiar with Mike Oldfield, who came out with the album Tubular Bells, which was used as the soundtrack for The Exorcist, one of the greatest movies ever made. This song is responsible for The Exorcist. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Uh, at its core, uh, let's be honest, comparing this song to John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland, they're both written and performed by white guys, but I think Eric Clapton's the one making a real concentrated effort here to bridge a racial divide. You know, he's incorporating elements of Caribbean music into his song. John Mayer, it's a white song for white people, let's be honest, right? Okay, time to go talk about that. John Mayer is the singer Harris Anderson always wanted to be, let's be honest. It's a simple song for simple people with simple tastes, written by a simpleton. Normally I'd argue that's a good thing, but to do so would be irresponsible as it masks the harmful and problematic language of the song. Let's go through some of the lyrics here. He's describing a woman with porcelain hair, candy lips, living in a deep sea of blankets. What's he talking about, a fucking sex doll? And also the line that really got me is he'll never let her head hit the bed without his hand behind it. 
Let's think about this for a minute. Is he shoving a woman's head Whoa. into a pillar, pillow? I mean, I don't want to say he is because I don't know for certain. But that's language I don't think is all right. And it would explain that if John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland would be used on any soundtrack, it would be to a film written by Brock Turner. <sighs> Good noise. It was Brock. Yeah. So, to summarize, Eric Clapton took a great song and made it better. Made a real effort to bring people together in a community. John Mayer is talking about what can be only perceived as sexual assault. I'm done. I think we all are. Uh, what? Okay. So Jesus Casey, Christ. Now, Sam and I, I'm so sorry you have to see this, but we have to go after each other, kind of talk about each other's oh, song. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So who would you like to go, who would you like to cross-examine who first? Cross-examine, let's go with Sam. Oh, I get to ask Harris questions. In your zone, whatever the zone is. Okay, let's figure, you say that John Mayer is a, does a dusk baritone voice? Dusky, not dusk. Oh, well, my notes were wrong. A dusky baritone dusk voice. Dusk isn't an adjective. Well, you know, color me simple. John Mayer doesn't have a baritone voice. You have a baritone voice. Uh, really? Well, I mean, well, not when you do that. Not when I do that. That's my that's my uh, my tenor voice. You say that John Mayer isn't selling misery. No. Can you please explain why he talks about shoving a woman's head into a pillow and where what's not? Get, where do you get this horrible about from? that? Where do you get this shoving thing from? He says, "I'll never let your head hit the." He's talking about laying his lover down gently on a bed. I because mean, she's passed out. Whoa. Well, what? you do mention that it's hours spent in the company of someone intoxicating, which I can only Intoxicating, not intoxicated. intoxicated. Well, you know, there's all sorts of factual. I mean, you said uh, porcelain hair. He says your skin like porcelain, not your hair like porcelain. Oh, okay. That would be freaky as hell if you were with someone with porcelain hair. Uh, yeah, it's pretty freaky. Okay, uh, this is perfect pop, tastefully executed. I saw the look on your face when you said that. Um, what? Do you actually believe... This is a perfectly executed, tasteful pop song. What's what's gauche about it, Sam? Like this is, I think it's quite, uh, quite a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's quite a feat to write a song about uh, the uh, physical act of love without being vulgar. Would you not say that's an achievement? I think it's a tasteful little guitar jam. Well, where's the guitar? Where's the guitar? Good God, man! Clean your ears out. <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy listening to an actual guitar god, uh, uh, Jimmy Page, earlier in the day. Uh, John Mayer uh, is white. Is that right? To the best of my knowledge, he's white. Okay, cool. Uh, John Mayer's ex-girlfriends um, have also all been white. Is that right? I I, I think so, I guess. I don't know. And I can't all this recall so- him dating a lady of color. Or a man. Well, it's 20, 2019, he's free to do that if he wants. Yeah. I don't know. You're against that? That's fine. But I... Do, <laughs> what? Do you think it's a good thing that John Mayer has only dated white people? I think it is a thing. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... It's what hats you're wearing when you do it, really. Yeah. Are you able to separate the art from the artist? I think you have to, don't you? So you're taking a stand that you will separate art from artist. Is that right? Are you saying I'm standing with a guy who only dates white women? 
I'm not saying that explicitly. Well, you, it's implied. Yes, heavily. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so let's get this straight. You like the song, mm-hmm. and you you don't care about John Mayer's personal life. No, if it doesn't. I mean, like it doesn't affect me. I mean, I, I don't know his character. I think the song speaks for itself. It's it's okay. what it is. I think if you took your record collection and threw out every single album done by someone who's said or done anything objectionable, you'd mm-hmm. be left with a very small selection of records. Wouldn't you agree? No. Um, I listen to Toto, and they're good people. Who's a better guitar Toto, player? They're good people. Who's a better guitar player, Eric Clapton or John Mayer? Uh, it depends on what... To, I mean, I will grant you, Eric Clapton, I mean, no one wrote John Mayer is God. Except maybe for you, when you were drunk one time. <laughs> I have seen him three times. Um, yeah, you know, I think you did a good job selling uh, how lame a song Your Body is a Wonderland actually is. Well, thank you. That's a nice backhanded compliment. You're very welcome. I'm done with my questions. All right. So then the cross-examination goes to Harris now? That's right. May I, Casey? Oh, you, yes, you may. <laughs> I just want to... People who know music will get a, a kick out of this. So I asked Sam why he chose this version, and he said, what do you mean, version? That's correct. Yeah. So I asked, <laughs> why not the original or, you know, the Jimi Hendrix cover that's played every day yeah, on classic rock radio? Well. He said, cover? So you thought the original composer of Heaven's Door was Eric Clapton? Yes. Okay, well, that's the level of musical expertise that you're arguing from, that you think. Correct. Yeah. There's this really cool song you should check out. It's called Come Together by Aerosmith. That was a great one. That kind of signaled their re-entry to the pop charts. Uh, Sam, this is a song about death, dying, being cut down in your prime. Yeah. Take this Reggae? <laughs> Reggae? Yeah. That's can... the best fit for those themes? <laughs> Are you serious? Cross cultural appeal? I got shot in the gut. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't think reggae when you think people dying and. Well, I, when I think of Jamaica, I do think of people dying. No I mean, one cares look what at the news. we think about. Okay. Casey. No, I want to know what he think thinks about Jamaica. No, I actually don't. No, he was no, there. No he cares. recorded uh, that song. Uh, he did the earlier version uh, with Arthur Lewis, a Jamaican British musician. So he's been to Jamaica. He knows Jamaica. He can empathize and feel uh, uh, for the Jamaican people going through so much. Did you think? Do you think he chose reggae because you have to be high out of your mind to think this is a good song? I think there's two parts to that question. Um, did he choose reggae because he was high? Or do you need to be high to enjoy the song? I'll answer those separately. Do Did he make it reggae because he was stoned? I certainly hope so. Do you have to be high to enjoy this song? Absolutely not. I am not high right now, and I love this song. Okay. Um, well, I really don't know. I mean, you have me at a disadvantage. You're, you're willing to resort to... Vicious ad hominem, and I, of course, refrain from such attacks. Vicious ad hominem? What are you talking about? Vicious ad hominem. Mm. With respect to what? Points for that. Points mm. for that? Yeah. Well, I think Casey knows what's going on. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I don't know what that means. No, you're not an idiot. No, I respect you as an opponent. That's the opposite. This is of kind of sounding like a, like a, this is like a TV movie version of a Bond film right now. 
I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, I think the song's dull. I think you know in your heart it's dull. I don't think it's appropriate. He's using reggae, personally. I think it's uh, it sounds like a it sounds like a kind of like an embarrassing like pub rock band trying to do like don't worry be happy or something but with instruments <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to yeah, say how do I fucking respond to that I have nothing yeah. else to say uh, KKC hit us with your questions oh it's my turn okay first of all I just want to state that it's warm in here and it's making everything tired and slow okay um Listening to all that was listening. To, it's like listening to two dads who, who don't have sons for some <laughs> <Yeah>. reason. <laughs> Aren't allowed to see them. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just following up with questions. Yes. I'm not analyzing. Or, yeah. Okay. All if right. Do you have any general questions for us? I do. Okay. So Harris. Yes. Um, I am a very big Taylor Swift fan. Okay. How do you defend the fact that John Mayer broke her heart? Uh, were they an item? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I'm out of the the pop she culture. She wrote loop, a five minute song called "Dear John." Wow, it's good. Oh, I had no idea. I, I mean, that was what a prize. Uh, listen, no. I don't know. I don't know Miss Swift. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. If he was a a bit of a rap scallion towards her, mm-hmm. then uh, he was 32. She was 19. Oh. Don't you think 19 is too young to be messed with? Is a lyric. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual lyric she yeah. wrote about him. And dear wow. John. Yeah, no wonder he broke up with her. Well, I mean... Well, then he wrote a song called Paper Doll about her. Did he really? Yeah, saying that she's like 22 girls in one, because she had that song. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I want you to defend the fact that he (laughs) (laughs) uses women to... uh, (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) How do you defend his songwriting sensibility? One of these artists let their kid hurtle off a balcony. <laughs> Jesus. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Vicious ad hominem. Okay. Uh, also, do you, Harris, do you feel that, uh, even if it's just a uh, legend, if the song is about Jennifer Love Hewitt, does that enhance the song for you? Or does that take away from the mystery of a wonderland? I think she's a beautiful... Uh, sweet talented lady i don't know she's publicly said it's not about her whether well. she's just saying that to be chaste mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's it's uh you know a very it is a vague song that it could be about uh, you know any one of his uh paramours i'm not sure or it could be a general uh i think it's more of a song about a general feeling as opposed to a specific person what if it's about his own body his own body <laughs> with that change that went deep. That's like Twilight Zone. Like he just realizes, oh, my body's the Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know what a Wonderland is. Well, that was my next question. So Wonderland is just associated with uh, Lewis Carroll, oh. mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had, he. well, we're not saying anything, but he would take uh, pictures of young children. Yes, Lewis Carroll was, uh, he had some <laughs> yeah. deviant tastes. All right. Mm. So do you think good. that pollutes the meaning of the song lyrics at all? No, I don't think he was referring specifically to Lewis Carroll's wonder. I mean, <laughs> if if your if your partner's body is like that, then you should probably you need to, you have some some thinking to do in the in the in the, 
the cold light of dawn. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. It seems like the Wonderland is he's using it for his own purposes there, perhaps. I think so. I think it's a general harmless song. I mean, it was a, it was a big hit when a lot of, you know, when I think most people in this room were in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, this was I was sixteen when it came out. Yeah, yeah, and fourth. Wow. It would be great if you used Disneyland. Your body is your, bu- <laughs> where your body is a Neverland. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that it's one. It's so warm in here. Okay, so I don't think I have... Is there any timeless quality to this song? That's what I want to ask. I think the fact that it's real instruments, it's not a Pro Tools... There's no string. There's no strings on it. There's no digital effects. It's, it's, it's real music. The guy knows how Let's to play it. guitar. He's a real musician. I think that is just in itself timeless. It doesn't sound like it belongs to any particular period of music history, I would say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like, you know, some songs you listen to, it like reeks of the 80s. They have huge snare drums and everything. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. So, I, yeah, I think it's, it has classic pop quality for sure. Now, Sam questions? Yes, yes, Casey. Thank How you. do you defend the fact that he was in a band called Cream? <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty easily. It's, that's one of the greatest rock trios of all time. And he's the last surviving member. And uh, He killed the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they killed themselves with hard living. Um, Disraeli Gears stands as one of the greatest albums of the 60s, inarguably. And that, I think, is enough for Cream to get a pass on criticism. What is the point of the song? Because I didn't hear one. While the we were point listening. of the song it's a story of two people um, going along in life and meeting their natural end. Effectively, it's so the the, the uh, film Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. They're in life. Two different uh, stories. I've never seen the movie because I don't like westerns or things. Oh, it's about this. I didn't hear. It. Yeah, Bob Dylan wrote it about like the end of movie. the sheriff's life. So, so the okay. line like. Uh, where is it? Uh, take this badge off me. I can't use it anymore. Oh, okay. Right. So he's done. Here we go. My purpose as a sheriff, my purpose as a man is over now. Is this? Is there an Eric Clapton universe then, where he then shoots the sheriff? Well, uh, you know, uh, I shot the sheriff. Also, a classic reggae tune. Um, came out earlier than this one. Came out before. Okay. So he was already in the sheriff world. Um, I think it's appropriate. It fits in the Eric Clapton universe. Yes, cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, so how do you explain the fact that either there's no... Are there verses? Or is it all chorus? I feel like it's weighted in one direction. Yeah, it's a simple song. There's mm-hmm. no denying that. There's and no... I would... There's a hook, but I wouldn't say it's hooky. It's not. Uh, no, uh, there are verses and choruses and a bridge. Um, it's fairly simple songwriting, as you would expect from a Bob Dylan song. Mm-hmm. And he added guitar solos because uh, Bob Dylan's ran under three minutes. It's about four and a half, so it's filled out with you know a little different pacing and guitar. But yeah, there's verses and a chorus and a bridge. So what I need a clarification on, and the question for both of you, yeah. last question. Um, so they're both acoustic-y, simple songs. Uh, so what's the... Yeah, neither of these are acoustic. Okay, I don't really think. Uh, Bodies of Wonderland oh, has, yeah, a, I guess has, has an acoustic guitar motif. Yeah, but I pay attention oh, to okay. the electric underneath that one, to be honest. All which right. is really real John Mayer guitar playing comes so out. So my bigger question is yeah. I don't know music, obviously, because no, I just said the music. wrong thing. But um, which <laughs> song is more complex in its construction? Argue. Uh, Fight. Oh, oh, wow. I would argue Bodies of Wonderland because there, there is a bridge and they're an instrumental bridge which has some kind of neat jazzy chords and 
some some uh, some light kind of jazz noodling from Monsieur Mayor. So I would argue, based on that fact, I mean, knocking on heaven's door, I'd ma- I think it's three, maybe four chords. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, not but that. I, not that. To be fair to to be fair to Sam, uh, I don't think complexity is necess- is any guarantee of uh, quality of a song or relatability. Often, I think the best songs are simple, actually. Yeah, because I'm simple. <laughs> I let's put complexity in context of the era that the song came out uh, in the rock world. Uh, 1974. Uh, was had a different history of rock music than 2001, right? Yep. So um, the jazzy instrumental bridge of Your Body is a Wonderland, mm-hmm. I don't think would have been uh, even considered as possible in 74, th- you know, 35 years before that, mm-hmm. uh, because it hadn't been done. And without Eric Clapton, without people like this, and without such groundbreaking bands as Spyro Gyra and the Crusaders... Um, John Mayer wouldn't have Existed. the knowledge to add that in there. So I think his parents wouldn't have conceived him. Yeah, exactly. Without Eric Clapton, because you got to fuck to Spyro Gyra, right? I think um, John Mayer was made by boning during an Eric Clapton. Uh, yeah, song. probably. Um, which song is more complex musically? In absolute terms, for sure, it's the John Mayer one. Okay. But it, relative to when it came out, I think Clapton's uh, continued groundbreaking guitar solo and complexity in that itself is enough to put that over the edge as being more complex. Okay. Great. What's next? You render your judgment. Oh, I do. Talk about this and, and uh, determine which is the better song. Run us through your, tr- your process that led yeah. to this decision. Okay. Well, I wanted to respond so much mm-hmm. throughout, <laughs> but... I'm from Ohio, so I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be polite and not talk. Um, Harris, I'm making out with this microphone. <laughs> I don't know why. Am I okay? Okay. Uh, Harris, uh, your uh, argument was very poetic. I wish you made less eye contact with me <laughs> during it. Can we edit that out? No. No. I wish you made less eye contact with me. That's the truth. Um, so. Wow. I really, I didn't get what your argument was for, because the poetry was just so encrusted over the argument. And then Sam is, I think you have like a baseline of like anger (laughs) underneath uh, the Clapton uh, argumentation. So I was just scared by that. So I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't hear any of your relevant points either. Um, So mainly I was just dealing with my feelings through all of this. Nice. Um, just like a John Mayer or I guess Eric, does Eric Clapton have feelings or he's just British? Oh, well, when his son died, I'm sure he cried tears of him. All right. All right. Um, so, uh, what are my thoughts in general? John Mayer, I have a huge crush on mm-hmm. and I hate myself for it. Every time I hear him speak, I'm like, he's just so, he's a uh, very cerebral, uh, a feat kind of East coast guy. <laughs> And then Eric Clapton, I don't know a lot about it except that he used to call into Howard Stern a lot. Which oh, really? I, yeah. Shit, that's great. Yeah. Um, I heard like... A, Asking for a ride home. <laughs> or no, what was it? Oh, it was early on. Howard had him on. It was when Howard was still coming up and it was like a big In the get. late 80s? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like a call-in interview. Um, so that makes him more relevant to me. Otherwise, Eric Clapton just sounds like stuff you listen to at a water park. Yeah. <laughs> While staring at kids? Uh, no, not so much. Oh, okay. um, I'm sorry I took the podcast in that direction. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, in the air when I'm around Sam. What? Oh, man. 
it's, a, yeah. it just comes out. <laughs> so um, it's hard to make a final judgment about two male characters in music <laughs> that mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about. But except I do get a little bit of a boner for John Mayer. So um, what am I deciding? Um, which song is better? Which song is better? Not even based on any of your arguments, just my own opinion, because I think that's the only thing that She's matters. Very valid, yes. <laughs> In 2019. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think someone will leave a review of your podcast that you're woke for this reason. Um, well, no, what, the takeaway from this was we both made our first female guest feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's really just the heat, and I'm hungover, so it's not you. It's my, it's my choices. Okay. Um, I am going to. Go with Your Body is a Wonderland oh. is the better song. Well, Because I know, would listen to that. You are entirely correct. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. I, you heard it here. That actually, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I know. Because now that the argument's all said and done, like, I can't stand this song. No, I know. It yeah. makes my skin crawl. I, I, I feel like R. Kelly's attorney. No, 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 no. I don't. No, all John Mayer did was be an egomaniac. That's all. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not talking about his character. I mean, just the feel of the song. And I always, thought, it was a, I always thought the lyrics were... Encroaching? Yeah, like candy lips and... Ugh. Yeah, but you yeah. know... Bubblegum tongue. What is a bubblegum tongue? Huh. Like it starts swelling in her mouth? <laughs> She's like... No, he takes it out and chews on it all day. <laughs> did you see that video? He's like, the- refines in Red <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> See, this is this is why. Okay, I actually I teach like debate. Yeah. So you should always argue from your authentic point of view. Like you should have used that, and just and overcome it somehow. I was trying to be funny. Yeah, never try to be funny. Be funny. And that's. <laughs> well, wow. Casey. Did I do anything here? You rendered final judgment. All right. What's the better song? John Mayer's "Your Body Is a Wonderland" is a better song than Eric Clapton's Knock It On Heaven's Door. We did a lot of work here today. Thank you, Casey. Thanks, Casey. Thank you. We'll see you soon. So, CaseyNovak.com, Funny Girl Blues on Twitter. You got it. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine.